0: Hi, I'm uh, Gavin Giovannoni. I'm a neurologist uh, based at Barton London School of Med- Medicine and Dentistry in Whitechapel. Uh, I work at the Royal London Hospital and I do mostly MS clinical practice and MS research. I'm uh, very excited. There's a paper that's just come out uh, in the journal called Brain uh, around the concept of smoldering multiple sclerosis and uh, what happens to what drives disability or worsening uh, outcome in people with multiple sclerosis. I say this is big data because Novartis, have, the company who uh, is behind the big data, uh, gave all of their clinical trial data to a, a consortium of people based at Oxford to analyze it. And there are over 27,000 people um, uh, with multiple sclerosis included in this uh, database, and they have over uh, 200,000 uh, 200, so-called EDSS transition scores, which shows you that this is really an enormous data set. Um, I think there's probably nothing new (laughs) um, because what they are telling us in this big data set that most of the worsening uh, that occurs is independent of uh, relapse activity. We call that PIRA. So that's not new. We've uh, seen that now in quite a few data sets that what drives uh, the majority of worsening uh, is progression independent of relapses. Um, Hidden in the data, though, is this observation that relapses do count, um, but they count for a very small amount of worsening disability. Uh, And I think the important message is that if you do have a relapse in the following year, you're much more likely to uh, get worse uh, or have progression. Now, that doesn't tell you the relapse is causing it, because what they don't uh, analyze is the difference between people on a therapy versus people on placebo. And that's a really important question. Does this observation apply to both groups? Now, outside of this big data set, uh, we know from other trials and particularly the MS-based data that this observation only applies to people on a disease-modifying treatment. So if you're on a therapy and you have a relapse, you're much more likely to get worse. Whereas if you're on a placebo or, or, or no treatment at all, uh, having a relapse doesn't predict a poor outcome. And that tells you that the relapse can't be MS because if the relapse was MS, it would predict a poor outcome in both groups. What it's telling us, though, is that if you do have a relapse, in other words, your immune system is still uh, responding to what's causing MS, it means that treatment is not working. So yes, a relapse or MRI activity, which is the MRI marker of a relapse, um, is telling us that your therapy is not doing something to whatever is causing MS and your immune system is then responding to uh, the multiple sclerosis. Uh, And if you're not on a treatment, whether or not you have those uh, relapses, MR activity doesn't really predict outcome. With the exception that very early on in the course of the disease in the very first few years, uh, people with more relapses tend to do worse than people with fewer relapses. Now that doesn't tell you it's the relapse that's doing it. It could also be uh, what's underlying those relapses. So I uh, haven't changed my mind, Uh, this data hasn't changed my mind on the the observation uh, based on deductive reasoning uh, and applying medical philosophical arguments is that relapses and focal MRI activity uh, are not MS. And this is a really important uh, message because we shouldn't be focusing on uh, MRI and relapses as being the only outcome for our treatments, you know, in other words, our treatment target. Uh, if we did focus on that, then we're missing out on a lot of what's happening in these, this population. You know, Most of the worsening is occurring independent of relapses. So therefore, we have to go way beyond just treating relapses and MRI activity. We've got to stop smoldering processes. We've got to stop the accelerated brain volume loss or brain atrophy that occurs. We've got to stop those slowly expanding lesions. We've got to try and get rid of the oligoclonal immunoglobulin response inside the brain and spinal cord, which we think may be driving some of those lesions, particularly those lesions that occur in the uh, cortex or the surface of the brain, the so-called sub lesions. So there's lots of other processes that are going on uh, that we're not capturing by simply treating relapses and MRI activity. I think another message which we now know from other studies is that age uh, and how much disability you've got predict if you recover from uh, relapses, for example. And so what that tells you is the younger you are and the less disability, or in other words, the more reserve your brain and spinal cord has, the more capability you've got of recovering from an attack. That's not no. That's not uh, a novel finding. We now we know that from other studies, and so the message here is that uh, we've got to prevent disability because we've got to present protect your reserve. You know what gives you the ability to uh, and the resilience. Let's call it resilience, to recover and maintain function is not acquiring disability in the first place. So this is another argument for very effective. Uh, early treatment to get on top of the disease processes that drive multiple sclerosis uh, early on in the the disease. I think it was very reassuring that a a subgroup of the patients in this big data study were people uh, were were pediatric MS, children with multiple sclerosis and we know that the uh, adolescent or child brain is remarkably plastic. It has an incredible ability to uh, recover function and it it's uh, clear that the pediatric multiple sclerosis patients, um, most of what's causing damage in them is actually relapses and they have very little um, uh, progression independent or relapsativity or smoldering MS. That doesn't mean to say they haven't got smoldering MS. It just tells you that the young brain is the resilient brain and is able to deal with smoldering MS. Uh, Sadly, we now know from natural history studies that people who have childhood onset or pediatric onset of MS do end up with problems later on so those aging mechanisms eventually kick in and so uh, this paper really does uh, dovetail very very well with the uh, review we have just put out about smoldering MS uh, the real MS and uh, that just came out in advances in logical disorders and um, um, you know some of the uh, um, insights that we put forward into in that paper are supported by this big data uh, uh, study. Um, I think, though, um, it's critical that you understand this. I'd urge you to read uh, uh, that paper, read this paper uh, in Brain, which is available for download before it comes out in, in print, uh, and try and get to understand the concept of smouldering MS and why we need to go beyond Anita no evident inflammatory disease activity uh, to manage MS. Hopefully by you as people with MS will nudge, activate, lobby, you know, talk to your uh, charities, funding agencies, whoever, that we really have to now invest in more research uh, around smoldering disease. How do we tackle it? And obviously, to prevent MS, you know, why should people get the disease? We now have good evidence of uh, factors that trigger uh, MS. We should be focusing on trying to prevent the disease uh, as well. Um, I have made the figures from our review paper on smoldering MS um, downloadable from a, um, a file share site. Please feel free to download the PowerPoint presentation. You can hack the pictures, just acknowledge where they come from, distribute them, use them in your talks. Um, you know, the more people who become aware of this, the the, the, the more likely we are to get uh, treatments for smouldering disease. So I hope you enjoy this. And just to um, another plug, um, you know, we are hoping going to make the MSL fee uh, newsletter uh, live in terms of curated website. So all the information we're putting onto the uh, uh, MSL fee, particularly around self-management of MS, will be on a curated website. And uh, I would just like to thank all the people who uh, who have subscribed. Um, um, You've given me a sufficient uh, stream of income to at least uh, activate a professional writer and a uh, freelance web designer to get the website off the ground. So I really appreciate your support. Thank you.